Hello. Hi. <laughs> I love just our two different tones. I don't like it when you use that tune. Okay. <laughs> this is Research Rank Repeat. This is Hannah. I'm Alyssa. And we're here with a little bit of a, a special occasion. Yeah, you may have noticed we skipped our typical intro. We are just gonna jump right into this one. We're doing a little mini episode. As you may have seen, Pixar released a new movie on Christmas Day. And what was the name of that movie? <laughs> Why are you laughing? Oh no. Do you want me to make another one of your terrible puns? No, I just made like six different puns before we started recording, just so I could get out of the system. I don't think I have the soul. Okay, no, that was bad. That was worse than any of the ones I just said. The Pixar movie is soul. It's soul. Hannah has no soul. That is true. <laughs> I'm dead of any emotion. 2020 certainly has sucked the soul out of me in many ways. We're soulless. And that's okay. Because you know what we do have? Alcohol. That's true. <laughs> Alcohol's always there for us. Me and Alyssa are both wa- <laughs> We're both rocking the wine teeth look right now. We are sadly wa- rocking <laughs> wine teeth. We partook in a little bit of drinking while we watched the movie. We did. We had a little nice cabernet. Mm-hmm. A little cap, if you will. A little I felt- cap. It felt appropriate. It did. And the year how we started it. <laughs> exactly. Anyways, so let's let's jump into Soul. So we're talking about Soul. Soul was released this year, 2020. Although when you're listening to this, it will be 2021. It has a rating of PG and a runtime of an hour and 46 minutes. Now, I cannot give you any box office numbers. One, because it just came out yesterday. Two, because it was released directly to Disney+, Plus, meaning that there are no box office numbers to speak of. And unlike movies like the live-action Mulan, where they had a paywall that you had to pay extra money to watch the movie, they did not do that with this movie. Which I appreciate. Me too. Although, to be fair, this is one of those movies that I might have paid for. I agree. I remember seeing a trailer for this movie maybe late last year and i was very interested and that is all the information i wanted i watched this trailer and i was like i don't want to know anything else about this movie until i watch it little did i know the the year would play out the way it did but we got here yeah we did and i i'm with you you know i didn't know much about this movie all i knew is that i was really looking forward to watching it um But I know we don't have any box office numbers, but we do have some ratings, early ratings. So as of the day after the movie has come out, it has a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes and a Metacritic score of 85 out of 100. Normally we would give a cinema score, but that doesn't seem to be available at this time. A little description for Soul. We received this description from Disney Plus's website. Okay, so in Pixar's Soul introduces Joe, who lands the gig of his life at the best jazz club in town, but one misstep lands Joe in a fantastical place, the great before. There he teams up with Soul 22, and together they find the answers to some of life's biggest questions. 
Yeah, I do have a little bit of some background information. Okay. Um, so the development for this movie started in 2016, um, and it was Pete Doctor, who was the director. Yes, and screen one of the screenwriters. Yes. And he's done Inside Out. He did Up. I think he might have done a couple of other Ben on the been on the creative team for a couple of Pixar movies. I believe so. Um, but we also get Kemp Powers, who was a co-director. He is Pixar's first black co-director or director. Which is fitting for this movie. Right, because we also get Pixar's first black protagonist. It's also Pixar's first primarily black cast as well. Right. Which, I mean, I feel like it should have happened by now. It- this is the 23rd Pixar movie. Yes. And it's been since 1995. It is sad, but at the same time, it's like, I'm happy they finally did it. Yeah. But I wish it would have been sooner. Agreed. You know. Also, another thing I wanted to bring up, because we've been doing this tracking of when John Rotzenberger appears, what I've heard is rumored He's not credited in this movie at all. I looked up on IMPD and I didn't mm-hmm. see him in anything. He's not in the credits. He's not credited at all. If you go on his IMBD page, he's not listed as being in this movie. There's been multiple people who have said that they don't even hear his voice in the movie, which I'll mention that because I thought I might have heard his voice. Um, but Pete Doctor, right? That's who it was? The yeah, director, Pete Doctor yes. has said... That he is in the movie, um, but it's a really subtle role. Okay. Um, What was your first thought? So, initially I was just thinking, like, how much I've been looking forward to seeing this movie. Also, I recently bought myself a keyboard piano. Mm -hmm. And there's just something about, like, watching someone play a piano to me that's so soothing. I also technically i have a keyboard it's not currently in my possession it's being stored at um, our brother's apartment due to my limited space where i'm currently living Uh, but yes i've always wished that i could play the piano as well as i want to Mm -hmm. Uh, and you did not do band as a child no um i did do band briefly i played the alto saxophone so i did enjoy certain things that I had reference to and understood from having played an instrument for, or a jazz instrument for a brief period of time. Mm -hmm. Was that your first thought or did you have a different? No. So my first thought is, um, I actually didn't take a note for quite a bit into the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, my first thought that when he's playing the piano and before you find out that when you get into this like zone, you were transported to this like in-between world. It was that visual representation of him just experiencing this moment in music. And I just wrote that I felt that that seemed very reminiscent of Ratatouille Mm -hmm. when Remy is just experiencing these flavors and this um, cooking with this visual representation. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, I I just want to mention like how cool it is how cool it is that they did a movie all about jazz music. I think it's really, really interesting. Because I would say jazz music is one of those categories of music, especially for younger people, that I don't feel is really fully represented or gets a lot of attention. Um, 
and me personally, like, I wouldn't say that I listen to a lot of jazz music. I mean, it's a category that I'll go into once in a while, but there's something about it that just, it's so cool to kind of watch and just to hear all the different sounds. And I thought another thing they did really well was the instruments look so realistic in this movie. Yeah, I really liked the portrayal of music in mm. this movie from both um, the way the, the soundtrack was done. Clearly, they had professional musicians being, you know, playing the instruments uh, from the musicians. And I really liked how they were able to portray passion and having just this this drive and passion towards something that's really interesting and important to you and that's a really attractive thing Mm -hmm. is especially with joe where you see his facial expressions and the way he's living through this music and i don't know if you've ever experienced that feeling the one that was described with him being able to get this out-of-body experience where everything just like feels right in time stands still in a way because mm. I've probably had that maybe two or three times happen in my life but it was very interesting to see that described in a way that made sense to me where mm. I was like oh I understand what that's like yeah that was interesting because when that happened I was kind of trying to rack my brain and I was like have I ever had that moment in life and I was like I don't honestly know that I can say I have but I think another thing that like really resonated me with with me in the movie. I can't speak tonight. Get the um, wine. We always do these late night I podcast know. recordings too, which doesn't help. So I don't necessarily know that I've had that feeling, but I like this concept of you don't necessarily have to have one dream or one passion in life, and dreams and things like that can change. I know it's happened with me, like what I wanted as a kid, what I thought would be like my future, doesn't usually end up being what you pictured it would be. Yeah, I really liked how he almost came to this realization in reflection, looking at his life, that he felt like everything he had done was meaningless. And that really impacted him, that he he had had this perception that music was his life and his drive and his passion and then he's looking at his life and it's almost like he isn't sure that anything he's done has been worthwhile or meaningful in in the grand scheme of things and that was really interesting to see portrayed well because it's like he spent his whole life chasing a dream that he missed out on a bunch of stuff He didn't take the time to look up at the sky anymore. And just to have those moments where you're present in everything around you and you're just living in that. And so I I love the part of the movie where he's kind of getting that day to kind of just live in the moments when Tina Fey has inhibited his body, basically. Yes, 22. Right. And it's like through her he's getting to experience things that he hasn't experienced since he was younger. Yes. There were some also some other things that I thought were really well done. I liked the way they were able to show how overstimulated 22 was when she steps out onto the street of New York with just all the sights and the sounds and just 
everything happening so quickly and so fast and i i liked that that was able where the representation of that made sense and was very easy to follow i really liked a lot of the visual style there were a couple scenes and moments where for instance when he's falling through this darkness and it's almost like there's guitar strings and this black and white view and there's also certain points where there's like a very um i think it's like a impressionist cubism almost picasso-esque art style that's used and i i really liked a lot of the creative liberties they were able to do while also still existing in a real world yeah i think to me, this movie was so visually like beautiful and stunning to watch. There were scenes almost where it looked like more like sketchbook design, which I loved. And it did remind me of Inside Out, which scene is he's the same director. You know, the Inside Out scene where they go into that room and it's all these different like styles. And I thought that was really cool. I thought that there were some scenes where I was just so impressed with how much detail and how realistic things looked and how they're able to do that with animation. Um, So I love that. I don't know. Like, I I liked a lot about this movie. There were, like, a lot of moments where I had, like, a small, like, laugh. And it was, the humor was not always, like, something that you would laugh out loud. But there was a lot of just these, like, tiny moments or lines that made me, like, smile or laugh a little bit. I found that I didn't really take a lot of notes watching this movie because I just felt really invested. Mm -hmm. Just watching things i don't think that this is necessarily the strongest story or the most emotional or the funniest i think though that it just does a really good job of letting you experience things without necessarily needing to tell you what you're experiencing it's kind of interesting because the whole concept of this movie is part of it is telling you to like live in this moment And I felt myself not wanting to write stuff down because I didn't want to be taken out of the movie. And so it's interesting in how they portray this message. It kind of made me feel it while I was watching it. It is interesting also that you say that a lot of the art style and creative liberties reminded you of Inside Out. Because as I was um, thinking about the movie once I'd finished it, I feel like it's a weird mix of Inside Out and Ratatouille. Because you get this passion and this drive and this focus on one specific thing in this movie being jazz, in Ratatouille being cooking, but you also get this alternate reality where you're able to experience things in a different way and look into the internal aspects of the human um, spirit and individuality and passion and drive and or the, the loss of or lack of feeling of that passion and living in that moment. Do you have any more thoughts before we go into our favorites? I don't think so. I think I pretty much touched on everything I wanted to. So let's go into favorites. Who is your favorite character? I picked Joe. Did you not pick Joe? I actually didn't. Okay. Uh, so I'll, I'll just talk a little bit. I, um, I thought about doing 22 as well, but I think the reason why I picked Joe is I just... I really liked watching him exploring his passion, clearly being jazz, and his fascination 
with music and the way it leads his life. And I also like that he he learns, he, you know, he thinks his life is meaningless. And I think that's a really interesting concept is to see a main character just go through this complete character shock where he's convinced that, you know, piano or jazz or music is his spark, but that, you know, your spark doesn't necessarily need to be your passion. And so I just really liked the way that this movie really was character focused and really like one to two character focused Mm -hmm. the reason i went with soul 22 is simply because i felt like at moments i could relate someone who can't find their passion in life and i feel like i've spent a lot of my late teens and early 20s not being able to find a direction i want to go in life and it's frustrating because you see people who know what they've wanted to do and they're just like content and happy with what they're doing and so to see a character like that kind of struggle with never been even never been able to find a passion I felt like I could relate to that I agree with you with Joe you know I I think that he's a really strong main character especially kind of the struggles he goes through but just for me personally I guess I connected more to um Soul 22. Okay what about um your favorite scene? So mine was the montage scene where Joe is kind of realizing and going back to that day he had with um, Tina Fey's character when she was in his body. And I thought it was interesting because he was kind of watching himself, you know, look up at the clouds and then it had him as a kid riding on the bike looking up at the clouds. Sort of that comparison or that going back in time. Um and I love Pixar's montages they do with no sound, or sorry, music, but no actual speaking. I think they do them so well. And I thought, again, in this movie, it was one of those scenes where it showed us. It didn't tell us. That was also my scene. I thought about a lot of these scenes where he's just feeling and experiencing while playing the piano. And I really liked those moments specifically, but I agree that the, the montage of him playing and feeling these things while also thinking about his past and, you know, clearly the effect that his father's death, you know, had on him and looking at these experiences that 22 had, but also reflecting on his past life, um, I think was really well done. The The show don't tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, so my favorite line, I went more for a humor line. Um, it was, you can't crush a soul here, that's what life on earth is for. And I was like, if 2020 has taught us anything, is that souls can be crushed and they will be crushed. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite comedic line. I didn't pick that, though, because I just thought it was really impactful that um, when Joe's talking to his mom, he says, I'm just afraid that if I died today that my life would have amounted to nothing. And I just thought that was a really impactful line for um, him to come to this realization of feeling like he hadn't accomplished anything in his life and that he wanted the opportunity to be able to experience life to the fullest. Who lives, who dies, who tells your story. Not Aaron Burr. Ooh. Because <laughs> he shot him. Yeah. He's the damn fool Spoiler. that shot <laughs> No, but I agree. That line did hit me because it's like that moment where you're like, oh shit, what have I done in life? Yep. 
Yep. But so what we're going to do next is we're just going to kind of, we just went back and looked at our rankings and just kind of are doing a hypothetically, if um, Soul had been included in their initial, where we would have ranked it. And also, this is a very rough ranking because we literally just finished it about an hour ago. So we really haven't had a ton of time to process and really think about it. So it's very much subject to change. Yeah. Um, so for me personally, I would put it at number seven. So it went for me in between Incredibles 2, which I had at number six, and Cars 3, which would be bumped to number eight. Um, the reason being is when I thought about Cars 3 and how much I really did enjoy that movie and kind of just how simple it was, this movie kind of reminded me of that. Where Ness is not necessarily the strongest story, but the visuals and just kind of the way it made me feel made it so that it ranked that much higher up my list. The reason I didn't put it above Incredibles 2 is just because I think Incredibles 2 has a better plot itself, a better story to go off of, but this movie did surprise me a lot. Like, I I didn't necessarily know if it would be that high on my list, but as of now, I would put it there. So I was also right around that area. I was trying to decide between number 7 and number Mm 8, and I put it as number 8, and for my list, that was between Toy Story 3... Um, would be number seven and then incredible two, incredibles two got moved to ninth mm-hmm. and i wanted to put it at seven but i kept thinking about the way the ending of toy story three impacted me and i just kept going back to that and the way that story felt so finalized and i you know at least in a first viewing i don't think it impacted me as much as that so i ended up putting it eight but i agree i think it was better than I was expecting but also I tried to get as little information as possible so I wouldn't have too you know high or low of expectations I thought it was a really well done movie though Mm -hmm. and I I would imagine I think because I do find myself comparing it to Ratatouille and Inside Out which are both movies that are my top three that I imagine this could move up as well Mm -hmm. I think too it's an important movie I think in terms of representation, I think in terms of bringing a topic like jazz music out into the forefront, and I think there's a lot of concepts in it that are that are really important, kind of like how I felt about Inside Out, how it was an important movie, but yeah, it was, for me, it was definitely a pleasant surprise, um, and it's a movie I definitely would want to watch again and kind of see how my opinions might change on it, but yeah, all in all, I mean, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think it was a really good movie, and I'm glad Disney Plus decided to put it out this year instead of waiting until theaters are a more normal thing again. I agree. It had a whole lot of soul. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I mean, yes, there was a lot of soul. He was a soul man. Today's music just ain't got that same soul. He's gonna steal your soul. Okay. 99 souls. Okay. I mean, I think at this point we just need to probably end this. I think so. Um, This was just a little bonus episode. A little mini episode to talk just about souls so Mm -hmm. we could complete our Pixar list to the fullest. Yeah. 23 movies in our ranking now. Cars 2 is now the 23rd movie. Cars 2 sucks still. And I will never watch it again. I have no plans to watch Cars 2 ever in my life. Nope. Considering I technically didn't watch the whole movie since i fell asleep during it i hope to never actually watch the whole movie yeah 
But uh, next week we'll be coming at you with a actual new topic, not a continuation of something else. Something fresh. Something fresh. But on that note, um, yeah, bye. See you later. We would like to thank Joseph McDade for our intro music. He provides free music available for all kinds of creative use. The song that we used is called Sunrise Expedition, and you can find it and his other music on his website, josephmcdade.com. If you would like to reach us, you can email us at r3podcasts at gmail.com. That's R, the number three, P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Instagram by searching Research Rank Repeat.